This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. Jamal C. Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. So I greet you with respect and graciousness on yet another wonderful day to be alive. Or maybe not so wonderful. Maybe not so wonderful, my friends. In fact, even I can admit on days like these, yes, I recognize this, it's hard to feel grateful. Because it seems like we are headed back to a world where might equals right. It seems like we're headed back towards a world where strong men always prevail. A world where lies can easily take place of the truth. A world where people don't much care about the truth anymore. When I was growing up in Harlem, I remember that people hated to be lied to. People hated to feel like a chump. But these days, it seems more and more that people will accept being lied to. They almost want to be lied to. I'm halfway expecting to start hearing about sea monsters soon out here. And people continue to follow liars as if their life depended on it. They follow lies instead of standing up to them like we used to do back in Harlem. Know why? Because some people, in fact, a lot of people can't handle the truth. So what do they do? They start burning books. Despite all the lessons in history, people are still reverting back to burning books about subjects that make them feel bad. As if a fire doesn't draw more attention to a book. Why are they burning books? Because they don't want to hurt their kids' feelings. But in my world, a book is supposed to hurt your feelings. It's supposed to hurt your feelings first, first and foremost, by telling you that you don't know everything. And you add all this together, my friends, and it looks like we're headed towards a decline. It looks like we're going backwards. That's what this feels like. Back to different rules for different people. One set of rules for the powerful liars like crime boss Donald Trump. One set of rules for the meek, like you and I, the working people, the people who pay every price for everything. You know, it's been said that the meek shall inherit the earth, but it seems once again that we are moving in the opposite direction. Yeah, but the standard question to that is that, will they want it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right? Well, here's, an, here's another question. Here's another question, because the Bible got that part right. From what we can observe from the actual human experience, though, that isn't what, that, that's not what matters. What matters is what the meek can inherit, that the powerful can just come and steal. If the powerful can just come and steal what the meek have, then it doesn't matter what the meek inherit. You know, if, 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 if Pap Smear Putin can come and take the next country next to him just because he's powerful, it doesn't matter that we inherit the earth. Look. Look what's happening in the Eastern Europe. Four weeks ago, we had a really optimistic broadcast about war, in which I predicted that this Eastern European conflict between Papsmir Putin and, and the Ukraine, I told you it could turn into World War III. And I wasn't trying to startle you. I wasn't trying to scare you into being my follower, which is something that a lot of Republican politicians do these days. I was simply trying to tell you and not so many words that I can see a decline, a general decline in human progress. Barack Obama 
used to say that for every two steps forward America takes, she takes one step back. And I believe that about the world in general. Let's take Eastern Europe, for example. Perhaps Mir Putin is telling everybody that he has to completely destroy Ukraine. Why? Because Ukrainians are brother, brothers of the Russian people. Does that make sense? We are one, Putin says. And what else? Well, of course, we've got to get rid of all the Nazis in the Ukraine. Did you hear that, Matt? Yeah, yeah. but you have to understand the history of, of what's going on here. You have to remember over several hundred thousand Russians died fighting Hitler for Ukraine during World War II. I mean, it, it was vicious fighting. And you have to remember that Ukraine was also part of the USSR. And you have to also remember that the majority of Russia's wheat comes from um, the Ukraine. Not to mention that the missile silos uh, that they were going to use to uh, send over ICBMs are there. Not to mention the fact that the largest nuclear electrical power plant is in, in, in Eastern Europe is in Ukraine. You know, so you know, you say to yourself, you know, well, what's the advantage to him going after that? Well, that that's what it is. Um, the only problem is, is that crime. You know, this all started over Crimea. And and the only thing that, that happened there was that Crimea didn't have any water. And if they had, and I, I'll be the first to say it, if they had just shared water with Crimea, we might not be in this uh, in this situation here. Should he have taken Crimea? I'm not even going to get into that. If they had shared some water with some Crimea, we might not even have this. Go ahead. That's true. Um, that's true. But you know, in the same way, Mexico can lay, lay claim to California. Um, uh, what about the British colonies that were here in America? The 13 British colonies, you know, the British were pretty mad that we just turned those into American states, you know what I'm saying? Like, they could always come back and claim to take it back from us, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the world changes. Land, yes, land yes, masses yes, move around. Yes, and it's changing. You know, just because you were alive when Crimea was part of the uh, of the of the Russia yes. doesn't mean that Vladimir Putin can be like, you know what, I kind of want that back. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of places that were once owned by other states in the world that are now owned by, you know, are now, have well, now moved how, around. Look how upset we got when communism came to Cuba. We, got, we almost lost our minds. But, but, Putin is not saying, hey, you know, we have a really close tie with Crimea and we should pull closer to Ukraine and we should share, you know, military. He's not saying that. He's saying he's going in there to get rid of the Nazis. Which kind of sounds like a goddamn lie to me. Excuse my language. Yeah, well, but you know, open lying to a, to a whole population to go into war—that's a little bit of a decline. You have to remember, he wants to, in my opinion, my understanding of it, uh, incorporate Ukraine into the Russian sphere of influence, if not make them uh, part of Russia, which is not going to happen. Yeah, but they it just seems kind of hard to do when the people don't want to be part of your country. Yeah, That's he, like Russia taking over America. Yeah, but he can't afford to destroy the country. He oh, can't. no, he thinks he can. That's what I don't get. Like, so you destroy the whole country. What are no, you gonna he's take not going to destroy it? the country. You're going to rebuild it. Is he no. going to rebuild it? No, he can't do that. Russia is only one has only one seventh the income, uh, the uh, right, right, GDP right. of the United States. They can barely afford to replace the Cal- missiles. That California's they shot. In, uh, California's GDP is three times the right. size of Russia. It's, it's Russia. It's, it's they they small. can't do it. Okay, and then you know they're paying a huge price for it right now. I mean, they've got to run on the banks going. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh You know, I think their weakness is a long war because here's the issue: Russia doesn't have money. 
I mean, they have money, but they don't have money for long wars. They have to knock it out quick. You know what I'm saying? Because they're already running out of food for their soldiers, and it's just the beginning. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like they're fighting a war like halfway around the world. They're right next door, and they're running right. out of right. they're running out of right. gas, we, and they're an oil country. Right. We saw they're running this. out of food, and they're and they're right next door. We saw this when they went into Georgia. They were very inept. So right. They don't have money. See, the, here's the one thing America has. I keep on um, hearing comparisons between America and Russia online, and here's the one thing we have: we have money. That's why we have soldiers in 90 countries at the same time, and we can keep them there, and nobody starves. And in fact, we probably bring an economy to every country that we put our um, soldiers in. No you doubt. Know what I'm saying? Like Afghanistan, no for example. Um, but we can, we can do a sustained war, and we have NATO. So, I mean, I have no idea why this man is threatening nukes. I'm like... That's because, like going to Texas because, and threatening well, guns. Well, well, he 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 rattled his ca- their, their cage. You know, we're going to go in there and make sure everything works. And there's no. I, I look at it in the sense that he just wanted to make sure no mishaps could occur. Go I think ahead. I think he's one of the, he's pulling up what he knows America is not willing to do, which is going to a nuclear war over Ukraine. Even though I mean. I mean, I, see, he's lucky I'm not president because I would well, be like every there, every nuclear warhead. And, and, he, and we're, we're, we're not willing to go into a nuclear war over Ukraine uh, for casual reasons, so to speak. Yeah, but if yeah. they keep on bombing um, nuclear power plants and causing them to explode and catch on fire and things like this, that changes the dynamics of things because we cannot afford to have another Chernobyl. So here's the thing. What is Papsman Putin going to do when the, with the Ukraine once it's taken over? Is he going to rebuild all the buildings that he's exploded? Is he going to make all the people that now hate him is he going to make them all work and pay taxes to him? What's the end game here? I mean, the question, what, what is the end game, lets you know that I must be living in the past. I'm old. Because nobody needs an end game these days, right? Trump didn't have an end game. Nobody needs to be rational. Might equals right in this world, right? But just look at what's happened, all right? Rational is whatever Putin Russia says. makes its money off of uh, hydrocarbons, which is gas and oil and things like this, okay? And what has happened to the price of these things? They are now getting to be over $100, $100 a, a We're going to talk about gas in the next segment right. because that's, that's going to make, make a lot of quest, uh, Americans question this. All right, well. End games are the kind of things we used to do. Humankind used to think things out rationally. We used to not threaten each other with nukes. And the policy made sense at the time. In fact, that policy makes sense now because nukes could end our civilized existence as a human species. But still, we have this egotistical short man, Pap Smear Putin, threatening nukes in order to keep bombing a country of 45 million people who pose no threat to him whatsoever. And he's terrorizing his own people as well. Just last week, check out this law. Just last week, uh, Putin made a law to, to ban use of the word invasion. In Russian media. Anyone using that word in the media can face 15 years in a Russian prison. And why did Putin do this? He said he did it to eradicate fake news in the media. So it was all a joke when Trump said fake news over and over again. But now when a murderous dictator uses so-called fake news as an excuse to invade a country, it's not so funny, is it? Isn't it interesting, though, that he's using the same phraseology Trump is yeah, using? Yeah, well, it shows I mean, you. Isn't, I mean, now, it sees you, now you see how close Trump and Putin were in terms together, and we had Trump as our president. But That's scary. Just like Trump, what's the end game here with Putin? What's the end game? Spoiler alert, there isn't one. 
Vladimir Putin doesn't need an endgame because he controls the military. His endgame is if you don't like him, then you get to eat dirt and your family too. He's just like Trump in that way. That's why they like each other. I completely, I'm making another prediction like I did four weeks ago. I completely expect Putin to start killing protesters in the streets within a year. No, he can't do that. He, he's not that stupid. Um, he, he, he really he's is poisoning political dissidents. He's throwing political. He, he has now allowed people to have a path out. All right, and you, and you know everybody's looking at the Russian army as if they're inept. We should not misread what's going on here. This is how Russia does things. Just because Russia doesn't do things the way we do things doesn't mean that they are inept. This is the way that they do war. They, they showed us this in Syria where they bombed uh, the... Um, the uh, what do you call the surrounding places and the, and the people clogged up the streets you know and everything like that and then the Russians went in. This is a duplication of what they did in Syria. Yeah, They're but he's making his country into North Korea. You know why? You can't get a flight out of Russia now. They're telling Americans that are in Russia, you better get a flight while there while there are still flights. That's, be that's only for now. America cannot go for a sustained period of time without the commodities that Russia well, has to offer. We're still buying the oil. We're still getting eight hundred thousand. Screw the oil. Screw the oil. It's it's things like titanium. Why, if we want large oh, supplies, of, no, the we, only thing we still buy from Russia right now is oil. And titanium. Gas. We need their titanium. You got an implant in your mouth. It's it comes from Russian titanium. All right. And, they export very few things though. Their their main export is really oil, and they're thinking right, about agree. taking that away. Natural you know, gas. You know. Natural gas. All right, and we have now started to ship um, liquefied natural uh, natural gas from the United States, and we can't make the, uh, the the ships and the ports fast enough to get the LPG, you know, over there. Well, we do have natural gas in America, but we also have to remember what's happening. Summer's coming, and all we have to do is make it for another month, and the yeah. demand for natural gas in Europe will plummet giving us four to five months to get our act together to supply what uh, Russia isn't supplying. So we're going to see, I mean, if you got some money, throw it in the LPG, you know, some liquid well, natural just, gas. Let me just say, you know, the real thing that they're exporting is autocracy. That's what they're really exporting. And, and, and you know, they exported autocracy to America in the form of Donald Trump, for the most part, True. by supporting his uh, election. You know, what they're exporting is is the is the idea that you don't get to vote for your leaders, and they don't give a damn what you think, and that's where this is going, and it's a decline from where we are. And let me tell you something: autocracy is not a rare point of view from recent leaders around the world. Accept them as your leader because you have no choice. That point of view is not rare these days. Autocracy is on the rise. Autocratic governments are becoming more powerful and audacious with their actions. We even had some of that here with crime boss Trump, threatening to throw his opponents in jail, trying to get his idiot followers to overthrow the capital. Autocracy is on the rise, and to me, that is a signal that humankind is in decline right now. We are taking our step back. And this fight in Eastern Europe is really, a good, it's really good against evil. It's really a good example of good against evil. And you know where I got that from? I got that from Mitt Romney, one of the last sane Republicans on earth. Mitt Romney is a very sharp gentleman of great moral character, and here's what Mitt Romney had to say about this whole issue. Listen close. Yeah. Look, look. This is this is one of the, the the greatest demonstrations of good versus evil that we've seen during our lifetimes, and and the demonstration of courage. I mean, look look at Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. Here he is in this 
this uh, behind this huge table in this big white room. I mean, it looks like a mausoleum where where uh, honesty and honor have gone to die. And contrast that with Zelensky, with his courage, with his passion, which with his true leadership. This is remarkable, and it's having an impact. And and I hope it makes us a better people, and it makes us more committed to the principles of freedom. Look, look, you recognize that in the history of the world, authoritarianism has been the default setting. And to have freedom, it requires people to stand up and protect it. And you're seeing the, really the terrible me. miscalculation by Vladimir Putin. That really struck me when he said, this is very important for people to understand. Autocracy is the default setting. Where do we come from? Um, uh, Europe, European um, history with kings, kings and queens, kings, kings monarchies. monarchies. These right. are all auto- forms of autocracy. Basically, Putin is a king. Yeah. He's acting like a king. Yeah. I heard him talk the other night, and he was like, you know, basically, I made this decision. Well, he's more Napoleonic than a king. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree that autocracy, because you know yeah. why? You know why? Uh, because it's it's a more efficient way of government. Oh, Democracy yeah. is very messy. It's very, very messy. Yeah. We'd have we'd have build back better if, we was, if Biden was allowed to be. You know, hey, man, we'd have a long time ago. He'd be like, yo, build back better or else. Right, or else. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody <laughs> doesn't like it. Meet me, meet me at the cemetery, brother. To offer you, <laughs> but you can't refuse. Yo, go right? to the cemetery and ask the last person that disagree with me what he thinks. But see, listen, <laughs> listen you have to understand that. Russia wants to be relevant, just like China wants to be relevant, just like North Korea. You know, wants it's funny. You, it's funny relevant. you mentioned that because China has a different attitude. China's like, we are relevant, whether you think so or not. Well, they're, they're, because we have 1.4 billion people that you can't deny. But see, <laughs> what's happening is is that we live in the greatest country in the world, and we are a for, ju- for freedom. We are a juggernaut. Not just for the freedoms that we have, but for the products and things in our imagination and our bringing things to market mm-hmm. and to improving the quality of life that yeah. we have. Like you notice, people they, don't. T- people they don't, can't do that. In people Russia. don't give Biden credit, right? But you notice that they're not hijacking cities anymore from Russia. <laughs> Where, you know why? Because we created the internet. Oh, but I mean, Biden's right. like, yo, you know, we can cut you off from all that, right? <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? The majority of all the hard jobs in the world are in America, right? Um, your people won't be able to shop on Amazon. You know that'll take you down. <laughs> you know that'll take you down because people love Amazon. But my point is, and Mitt Romney's point is, that it doesn't have to be this way forever. I mean, if there is a nuclear war, I do believe in the ability of our species to rebuild one day. And I know that doesn't sound reassuring. Hey, you know what I, I should have played instead of Mitt Romney? I should have played the Ukrainian ambassador ambassador to the UN. Did you see that, Matt? No, I'm play it. Um, I, I don't have that, but when Putin threatened to use his nukes, the Ukrainian ambassador to the UN said, hey, Putin, if you want to kill yourself, you don't have to use nukes. You can go to a bunker in Berlin like that guy did in 1945. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a bite? Yeah. That's a smackdown. He said, uh, Putin, if you, because he said, Putin, everyone else has nukes too. You know what I'm saying? He was referring to the suicide of Hitler at the end of the Second World War. Well, look, we've, we've been so worried in the past few years about us uh, decaying from within. Russia is decaying with, within right now. They, the, the people are they got run their runs on the bank right now. Okay, uh, it, it's an amazing thing that he's still able to hold on. Yeah, uh, I don't see. Uh, it's, fair. Who, it's because of I, his isolation, his level of isolation. But I, I digress. You know what we really need? Uh, when I was a kid, well, what we need is a good, honest sheriff. When I was a kid, I used to believe that evil couldn't win. 
evil could never win because somewhere a really big, strong sheriff would come around and make bad guys go away. If Putin invaded another country, some big, powerful sheriff would come along and make him reverse his ways. But now we live in a world where the sheriffs shoot black people in the back and swear it was self-defense. And a lot of people believe them, not because it's the truth, but because those people are afraid. And fear clouds people's judgments. And in my opinion, it's all a sign of decline in human progress. And I hope we don't need a nuclear war before we get to rise again. Now, before the next world war, I really need to officially get this show started. So let's do the kickoff. All right. Welcome to Saturday, my friends, the very next day of your life. This is the Jamal Show, the place where we learn how to get intelligent. Live live and on your favorite podcast and network. Boy, I sound drunk, don't I? My name is Jamal. I'm an information junkie from Harlem, and I'm passing the fruits of my illness on to you. So once again, it's time to get sick with knowledge. As for me, I'm your listener guide, mostly along for the ride, coming straight from the Hartford studios of WKND, and I'm doing that live, up until the day when Vladimir Putin is not delusional, which means I have a very long career on radio indeed. On this day, the revolution will be televised, but only on Facebook. The Jamal Show Facebook page live. Go there now, and your intelligence will improve. Shout out to my deaf people who, of course, can't hear me. So why did I shout them out? Why, why, why? Well, I said it because we've got an American Sign Language translation of this future award-winning broadcast going on right now. And you can find that on the Jamal Show Instagram page. Very entertaining, I must say, even if you can hear. Gotta say hello to my personal black pastor, black pastor of the year, the bishop. One more man of God who was on the side of the Ukrainian people, right? Not, not so right. <laughs> hello, Bishop. My good friend, Dr. Alfonso Mack is in uh, the house. Did you say off? Uh, <laughs> to bring us all pain before we get to his hey, office. There we go. There we go. Hello, Matt. Hey, nice to see you in hey, for once. hey, hey. Hey. Surprise, surprise. We are on live on the radio right now at WKND 97.5 FM. You can hear us best while using a live radio app on your phone or laptop, like the Extreme Mix radio app or the TuneIn radio app. And I gotta say, isn't technology great these days? I mean the technology that isn't that isn't nuclear bombs, that is. <laughs> now it's been almost a month since you last heard our voices. The last time you heard, we, we talked about war. And I gotta be honest with you, I really hate it sometimes when I'm right. But that's okay, that's a situation I'm used to. But I promise you, I'll be here with you. My voice will be here with you until the very last bomb drops and then even after. And how will I pull it off, my friends? Well, how I always do it, by scheming and planning how I'll get you more, all more intelligent. And it isn't easy with these madmen running around with nukes, acting like everybody else doesn't have them too. It's like running into Texas, a Texas police station, with a shotgun, hoping to shock the police with your massive firepower. Putin, dude, everybody has nukes. Just shut up before you end the world, please. By the way, don't laugh, but for the few months we have to live as a society... I will be working as a Connecticut attorney, so here's a shout-out to the Connecticut Bar Association and the Connecticut Criminal Defense Lawyers Association, both of which I am a proud member. Did you say criminal? Yes, but right. uh, <laughs> I won't be talking about your case today. All okay. right, all right, all right. We can read right, your case right. alone. Careful, careful. Shout-out to my law, law firm, the Goddard Law Firm. If you need criminal defense, call us. And the point is to call us before you have to ask us for permission to do so. And we mean that. Now, if you came late to the party, I will remind you that this broadcast will soon be up on every podcast network that ever existed. What a lie that was, but it's a lie we can make true with your help. So please share the gift of the Jamal Show with a loved one. Tell them all about us. And by the way, we love you all back. 
Lastly, please note that my views do not represent the views of this station. My views represent this station in the same way that that moron Vladimir Putin represents the strong people of Ukraine. So I think you get it. By the way, you can call and join the discussion at any time. Just call 860-218-2173. You will probably regret it. But hey, let's just see what happens. Okay, folks, time for a break. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the ramifications of this war. Gas going up. Russian vodka is going to be a little bit harder to find, Dr. Mack. Oh, no. Hey, well, I got to go. <laughs> you're, you're, you're open at 9 o'clock. <laughs> your, favorite, your favorite Russian cousin I, I is going to be you, coming man. to visit soon. Schmier, 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 no, I'll be right there, buddy. And when your cousin gets here, he's going to be broke. If your yeah, cousin gets yeah. here from Russia, he's yeah. going to be broke. He's gonna... And Donald. And Donald. We're going to talk about one sign that America is not in decline, the prospect of a black female Supreme Court justice. And then we'll talk about something you missed since the war. Killers of a mob arbitrary convicted yet again, but this time in federal court. A friend asked me why that matters. I want to answer that on air. By the way, can Vladimir Putin win a Republican primary right now, Dr. Mack? In America, probably so. I want to explore that question. Depends on where. He's very popular in America, by Depends the way, on with where. Republicans. He can't do it in Harlem, but he can do it in Georgia. Here's a little tune to make you nod your head during the break. The title of the song is Quest of Five Mics. And it's by a golden age hip-hop group called Seeds of Labor. You're going to like it. Play it for me. What's happening to you? Yeah, what's up? What's up? So, yo, yo, heads is down the town, suppose, like I said. I've been doing stuff down. Yo, I think they need to be decapitated, these said. What were they saying?
like shortcuts like Grace Jones. They be the first to cast stones at the next one, but they image is shallow. They need to find some direction. Everybody wants to make a hip-hop connection, but they reason for doing rap, they seem to be forgetting. This leads me to believe that there's room to breathe for the seeds of my labor. Invading space like a space invader, not showing fear for the unjust traitor. Cause we don't worry about that, man. Cause I see the visions in the sky like Batman. I dash upon the scene with the general theme of ripping mics at the scene. And it's not even like the cream is mandatory. I want my quest to go on like the never-ending story. Quest for the five that keeps us all alive. Face in the track that brings forth the rap. Quest for the five that keeps us all alive. Face in the track that brings forth the rap. Quest for the five that keeps us all alive. Face in the track that brings forth the rap. Quest for the five that keeps us all alive. Face in the track that brings forth the rap. Quest for the five that keeps us all alive. Face in the track that brings forth the rap. Quest for the five that keeps us all alive. Face in the track that brings forth the rap. Quest for the five that keeps us all alive. Face in the track that brings forth the rap. Quest for Hello, the five my friends. That Hello again. That song is called Quest for Five Mics by Caesar Labor. You can find their music wherever you get your music Spotify, Amazon Music, etc. So check them out. Remember, you heard them first on the Jamal Show. The place to get intelligent. Moving on, it is most definitely a pleasure to have you back with us on the Jamal Show on WKND and on podcast. I am Jamal. I am a dynamic figure, often seen scaling walls and crushing ice for my next martini. My father invented the question mark. I have walked with Marines, too confused to salute me. I am the only person to climb Mount Everest in a t-shirt and shorts. I have received an award from the IRS on the beauty and pros of my tax returns, but I am humble. I have no need to brag. Thanks for being with us. You're special just like everybody else. Let's move on. So we got Dr. Alfonso Mack in the studio. Hello. I just wanted Hello. to point out to you, Mack, yeah. that there are some ramifications to this war, my friend. Go ahead. I know a lot of American citizens will be cruising this summer as the weather gets warmer, and a lot of Americans will start feeling that this Ukrainian war has nothing to do with them. And they will start feeling this way, especially when gas prices start going up. See, some of these sanctions that Biden and the Europeans are about to push will restrict Russia's sale of gas. It'll hurt them a lot, but it'll also hurt us a little bit. And that will have the effect of pushing gas prices even higher than they are now. The problem is that Europeans are already used to selling their houses for a gallon of gas. Americans ain't. Americans ain't used to that. At all, so this summer will be interesting if it hits six or seven. Well, there's a, a different dynamic going on right now that has that we have not had ever in history of the United States in the past. We've been driving cars, and that is that we've been staying home to yeah. work. All right, so we don't have to really come in five days a week. We can also negotiate to stay home two days or you know or three days a week, and therefore diminish our consumption of gasoline. That's a good point because I don't know about you, but gas prices are already up higher. Did I ever remember them being since I've been an adult? Have you heard? Have you ever seen them higher than this, Doctor Mac? As no. a fellow longer in the tooth than no, I? No, no, no. But you have to also remember, there's also a push in America to make you go electric, and there's nothing oh, yeah. better than high gasoline prices to make you want to buy an electric car. That's right. All of a sudden, things fall into play. I went. Know? I went to a gas station the other day, and I'm a member of a club. I'm a member. A member of a gas club because I can't afford like what's going on now. So I get my gas cheaper than most people anywhere. But even my gas was three sixty five a gallon here in Connecticut, and that's actually less than most people are paying. Still, I do believe those are the highest gas prices that I've ever seen in my adult life. 
365 a gallon is expensive. That's cheap here in Connecticut at um, my gas club. That's rich folk prices. Sometimes I drive by gas stations, though, where the prices are even higher. Four bucks, four twenty-nine a gallon. Get I an electric in, car. I hear in California. Get an electric car. Some places in California, over five dollars a gallon. Get an electric car. If I had to pay that much for gas, I'd just commit suicide, dude. I'm, I'd be like, man, I'll just give up. Get an, ele- <laughs> get an electric car. Yeah, I do want a Tesla. <laughs> but electric cars aren't cheap either, you know. They're getting cheaper. They're getting cheaper. If, if you can get a million miles out of an electric car, you buy one, it's good for 20 years. What do you want? Here's my point. When gas hits over 5 bucks for the average American, there will be a lot of people who are like, why do I have to pay higher gas prices for Ukraine? I don't even know anybody over there. I know Americans, and a lot of privileged people will say that because they're privileged. So gas is always supposed to be cheap for them. If gas is not cheap, it must be someone else's fault. That's how a lot of Americans think. You know that, right? And here's the funny thing. It's, it, all it's going to do is hurt Joe Biden's poll numbers. You know how it goes. Gas goes up, blame the president. Which is funny because the president has very little to do with the price of gas. True. Biden doesn't control the price of gas. If the president controlled the price of gas, then the price of gas would always be low, right? Yeah, okay. In fact, the president doesn't control the price of gas. At, at most, Biden can affect the price of gas only a small percentage. He can release reserves, but it's not a, enough to affect the price a great deal, only a little bit. But he's going to be blamed for this. You know, he's going to have a hard year because gas is going to be up for the rest of the year, dude. This was not ending tomorrow. It's only going to get worse. Um, and so this is going to make it harder for him to win re-election. Now, the Jamal Show is a pro-Biden show, but let's be honest here. Inflation and high gas prices are presidency killers. They, they killed presidencies in the past. And both are happening right now. You can't defeat a problem unless you identify it. So let's be honest again. Biden will have some tough competition. Stand-up comedian Trump may make a return to the campaign trail. And as you know, someone even more popular can make an appearance. Vlad Putin himself. Don't look, don't look at me that way, because Vlad Putin is very popular in the Republican Party. Hey, is he not? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Vlad, Vlad Putin could reasonably run for the Republican nomination in America. If you don't think so, you don't know how popular he is. Popular he is. Every anchor on Fox News is agreeing with Vlad Putin's policies of oppression and invasion every night. I think Vlad Putin could probably win Texas right now. Republicans want to take Vladimir Putin on a hot date. He's a hell of an autocrat who drives a hell of an auto. They must love how he never shows his teeth when he smiles. Yeah. Vladimir Putin. You ever noticed that? Yeah. I looked through his pictures. He, he doesn't smile. He, he, one, smirks. Yeah, he smirks. He smirks. one picture. I bet you the KGP probably teaches you, don't smile with your teeth because people take you as a punk. Right. He because smirks. He, I found one picture of him smiling with his teeth, and that's what he's by his best friend, the, um, the conductor they just fired. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. He's made himself well. Let me tell you something. Vladimir Putin has all the qualities a Republican could love. He made himself wealthy by defrauding poor and middle-class people. Republicans love that. He's an autocrat who likes to force people to salute flags, like Republicans. He believes in enriching his own family at everyone else's expense, like Donald Trump. I mean, that's, this is the Republican play game right here. He's a professional liar. He's everything Republicans love about their politicians. In fact, Vladimir Putin is just like Donald Trump, but more consequential because he's not a moron. But he's just like Donald Trump in every other aspect. And Republicans love Trump. But, but Putin could be a threat in the Republican Party. That's because 
Even Trump loves Putin. Uh, guys, let's not forget. Putin is not doing this without personal risk to himself. Let, let's be quite frank about it. He, he's only one human being, all right? And, he, and what makes him strong is that he has people around him that support him. And America is doing something now, um, which you can say it's banks versus tanks. And we're going to see here if we can stop... Banks win. Huh? That reminds me of the old saying, the pen is mightier than the sword. You know yeah. why that's true? Banks stop tanks, You man. can tell. Banks do stop tanks. Banks can lap because banks are what fund wars. Right. Right? Right. And Russia ain't got no money, so they got to take it out quick. They can't last well, in a long war. You hear the argument, oh, well, they have plenty of gold. And they do have plenty of gold, but you can't take ingots to buy a gallon of gas. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? The American dollar was taken off the gold standard and is actually doing better than gold. So there is something worth more than gold, and that's the American dollar. The Russian citizens are well, on the streets for, lining for, up at banks trying to get American dollars. Well, for now. Um, um, uh, in the short term, the American dollar is doing fine. But what we have done is scared the rest of the what world. Hold on. To see what uh, we can do to Russia. No one wants to be under the gun of, uh, of anybody. And so what's going to no, happen? No, I think somebody does. Republicans do. Republicans love this guy. You, you don't believe me? Listen, listen. This is genius. Putin declares a big portion of the Ukraine, of Ukraine. Putin declares it as independent. Oh, that's wonderful. So Putin is now saying it's independent, a large section of Ukraine. I said, how smart is that? Smart! Go in and be a peace he said, they're saying it's smart for him to do this. We could use that on our side. They call him smart, That's dude. And he, you know what? He's not the only Republican all in a tizzy in supporting Vladimir Putin. Here, here's, here's Tucker Carlson. is one of the hottest hosts on Fox News. Check this guy out, and you'll see why the Republican Party loves Putin so much. Spoiler alert. It's because Putin doesn't give a damn about racism. Listen. Has Putin ever called me a racist? Has he threatened to get me fired for disagreeing with him? Has he shipped every middle-class job in my town to Russia? Did he manufacture a worldwide pandemic that wrecked my business and kept me indoors for two years? Is he teaching my children to embrace racial discrimination? Is he making fentanyl? Is he trying to snuff out Christianity? Does he eat dogs? These are fair questions, and the answer to all of them is no. Vladimir Putin didn't do any of that. So why does permanent Washington hate him so much? Yeah, why, why, does, why, why, why do people hate him so much? I don't understand. So Putin's not calling him a racist, so why should Republicans care if Putin threatens their country with nukes, huh? Nothing like the party of family values, right? As long as it's a Russian family and not a black one. <laughs> and on that note, it's time to take another commercial break. <laughs> but don't worry, this commercial, commercial break doesn't actually include a commercial. No, no, no. That would be a buzzkill. That's not what we do on the Jamal show. What we do is in the tradition of Bobito and Stretch, and maybe I'm giving my, away my age, but what we do is play some refreshing indie music. This time is going to be a, call, a song called What's Up by the Chaotic Disciples. Please get back to me after the break. What's happening? Yeah, what's up? What's up? Yo, heads is down the town, suppose, like I said. I've been doing stuff down. Yeah, no, I think it's true. I say my man, I mean, they're not even worth it. I'm not even, I'm not even feeling them, yo. I say, 
cuts, corrupt deity sanction me. My mortal sister scriptures, instructions, fictions. This can flick in the brain like witchcraft. I sleep trash, verbalize horror lyrics like pitch cops. Let's float, heaven and hell, detract the submerged in quill. Like moon surprise, the minds, enterprise, the dark skies. Freemasons, dangerous like liaison and Jason. Corrupt the pot, analyze my alibis and lies. Chastise, dead rings, sweet taboos and paradise. Shice the indictment, my writing excitement, like enlightenment. Without a decision, devices like cosmic collisions, apparitions, need your Again, my friends, that song you heard first was What's Up? Well, the one you just heard was What's Up by Chaotic Disciples. I like the song. If you like it too, you can find it wherever you get your music. And remember, you heard it first on the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent. Now, when you talk about decline in America, a lot of people, especially on the right right now, they like to point to one thing. They like to point to inflation. I want to talk a little bit about inflation in our last 15 minutes because it's one sign that people are using to signal the decline of America. Which is not happening. America is declining, they say, because the cost of living is getting more expensive and incomes aren't raising. And so there are some, particularly on the right-wing media, who want to paint inflation as the end of the world or the sign of a presidential mismanagement of the economy. But it is not. In fact, inflation can be the result of an economy that's speeding up too fast. And this time... That's what it probably is. Since Joe Biden's tenure as president has enjoyed the fastest rebound of any economic rebound in history, Joe Biden's economy was sure to create some inflation because it heated up so fast. But what is inflation? And why does Fox News want you to be so upset about it? Well, 
Dr. Mack, inflation refers to a general rise in the level of prices. The opposite is deflation, a general fall in the price level. And we were afraid of that. We yeah, were yeah, in a yeah. deflation society. Everything. And every, it was great, right? Everything. But uh, go ahead. Remember that song, If yeah. It Ain't One Thing, It's Another? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not talking about the rise or fall in price of one item, though. It's, uh, for example, if there's a huge fad for tomatoes, so people start eating more tomatoes and less pickles, the tomato prices will soar and the pickle prices will fall. That's not tomato inflation and pickle deflation. That's just shifting markets. And f- true inflation is when everything gets more expensive at once. Inflation in the United States is a systematic fall in the price of dollars relative to goods and services. It's not just an increase in the price of a product that you use. Inflation is also not the same as a fall in living standards. Inflation was generally higher in the 60s, even though living standards were pretty high. Because living standards also depend on income. So how is inflation calculated? In the United States, we measure inflation from what's called consumer price indexes. These measurements are based on the work of individuals who are employed by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They go around to different stores and look at what different items cost. So they can tell you what canned corn costs versus frozen corn. And what corn costs in, uh, in Chicago versus in Miami. When the data gathering is done, the number crunching begins. Which brings us to the next question. Is inflation good or bad? Most people think that all inflation is bad, Dr. Mack, but that's not true. It depends on where, which, yeah. which end of it you're on. Yeah, too much inflation is generally considered bad. But too little inflation is also considered harmful. Many economists advocate for a middle ground, low to moderate inflation, around 2% per year. Generally speaking... Higher inflation harms savers. In other words, as long as they make money, they're happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't make money. That kind of goes, but goes see, to everyone. Look, look, you got truck drivers now making $28 an hour. Mm-hmm. All right? So don't, you don't, uh, you know, you got guys at McDonald's making $15, $16, $17 an hour. So I have a hard time going with the idea that uh, salaries aren't increasing. There's a shortage of workers. Shortage of workers. Okay? So, and what is happening? The employers are having to pay more to get them. Well, I'm thinking that what, what, it, what people are complaining about is salaries haven't increased to the extent that inflation has. So, in other words, you know, in New York. Give it time. Give it time. It does we, you know, just just give it time. When employers see that they have to raise their salaries a little bit more to get some people in there. By the way, you know, when you go to breakfast, have you noticed that this this the the, this, the customary fifteen percent doesn't work anymore on a tip? Oh yeah. You got to do twenty twenty five, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, because why? Well, I think I think also you have to you have to bring in education to this too, because you know the public education system in America has been failing for years. And what it does is it creates good bus drivers. Yeah. <laughs> it creates great, you know, right, right. civil servants. Right. And you know what I was looking at? I was in court yesterday and you know it's funny, there's not many black judges in Connecticut, but they have a lot of black marshals. Yes. Like they don't mind putting us in like a position of security. Like, right. oh, we need a big black guy to defend us. They get a lot they got a lot of black marshals. I hear you. Not so many black judges. So that tells you kind of like what they really expect of us, right? That's the public school system makes great marshals, but it doesn't make great dentists, Doctor Mac, does it? Or judges. I mean, can you can you can you blame your many years of expert dentistry on your public school? I never went to public school. There you go. 
We're moving on now. Yes. Generally speaking, <laughs> higher inflation harms savers because it erodes the purchasing power of the money they've already saved. However, it can benefit borrowers because the inflation-adjusted b- value of their outstanding debt shrinks over time. So, in other words, if you have a lot of money in the bank, inflation hurts you. If you don't, if you're broke, inflation kind of helps you. By the way, just just as a sidebar on that, you know, all these private schools we have around here and things like that, KO, Westminster, all of them, you know, I sent my son to one way back, uh, way back when. I mean, and, and I screamed it, and it was like for high school, it was like 25 grand a year. Do you know what it is right now yes, for a day right. student at, at these private high schools? It's just enough so the middle it's class can't afford 60 grand a year. Whatever, That's called discrimination by price. Whatever, whatever is high enough to keep black people out, Amen. and keep um, right. and keep middle class right. people out. Right. That's what the price. That's is. what the price. That's what I'm saying. I You're agree. gonna make it just enough. I agree. Where well, once black, too many black people start getting, in, they got to raise the price. Right. right. It's too low. You know I saying? agree with you 100. So what's really happening in America? See, when I was in school, I actually had band practice and. Like, we had other things, you know what yeah, I'm saying, besides yeah. just going there yeah. and being babysat. Can you imagine 60 you know grand a year? They don't even do that anymore. Yeah. You barely get gym these days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know why? Because people are taking their money out the public school system and putting it into charter schools because they don't want their kids going to school with underclass people. School is all about class now. Read the book about caste. Um, this black woman wrote the book. It's called Caste, and she talks about the caste system. It is enlightening. I'll leave it alone at that. Well, people think the caste system is really in India, but they don't oh, realize the class, the class system is just is just as powerful here. They just fill you with lies here. Like, well, oh, you know the American dream and all that nonsense. Like, really, most people end up in the same category that they were born in. Well, let's not forget that Hitler came to America or studied the American caste system to figure out what to do with Jews. Let's be quite frank about that. Yeah, he wanted to destroy their their soul. He learned how to handle the Jews, learning how America was dealing with black people. So let me just say this. Um, Inflation is one of those things that's happening, but it's a boogeyman. It's a little bit of a boogeyman because it can be good, it can be bad, depending on what situation you're in. Depending on what situation you're in. So it's always one of those things that the right can use and say, oh, President Biden is causing inflation. Let me tell you something. Anytime there are more people working in America, inflation goes up. Just by the fact that there are more people working in America. Whenever there's a rebound from so any kind of depression or recession, inflation goes up. Inflation goes up simply by the fact that there are more buyers in the economy. So that doesn't mean that the economy is being mismanaged at all. Right, Dr. Matt? I agree. I agree. It all, and, and, you know, we are still married to China and the supply and things like this. And we haven't really sorted out the, the network of uh, getting goods off of the docks in, in L.A. Um, it, it's going to happen. I mean, what they're going to have to do is make more docks on the East Coast uh, as it goes through the Suez Canal. And that will lower the uh, importance of the L.A. Uh, term. Yeah, I love this. You're speaking so rationally, but you forget we have this madman running around the world with nukes. Like... Threatening everybody. Who? And this, this, Who? Guy, this guy, Mr. Putin, he is... Uh, he-
Gary Kasparov, the, the chess player, right. you know, when he started right. protesting, now he's afraid to go home to his homeland in Russia because he's afraid to be killed. Um, um, Vladimir Putin has labor camps. Like, I feel like I'm talking about the Napoleonic years. Yeah. Labor camps, invasion of countries, isn't this what happened, like, before we were born? And now we have the UN and they still can't stop this? So, what do you think will stop this man, Dr. Mack? Last question of the day. What do I think will stop him? I think the banks will stop him. I think the banks and the people will say, I've had enough. That's it. All right, you you know, don't tell me, show me, show me in my pocket. And I you think see the Russian soldiers have lack of morale, right? Isn't that funny? No food, no gas. They they're puncturing their own gas tanks, dude, to not have to fight. There are Ukrainians in the streets in front of um, these Russian tanks, just standing there with no weapons, and the Russian tanks won't roll over them. It's happening. It's happening. They were told something different. They were told they were going to do exercises and stuff, and. and Check this out. Here's the biggest thing. Here's, here's the biggest thing about the morale. They're leaving Russian dead soldiers on the streets. Like, that's the biggest thing about any war. Like, you go back and get your people, right? Right. When they, when they lay right. dead on the ground, you go back and get your people. Um, our well, Secretary of Defense was talking about this. He was saying he can tell that the Russian military is demoralized because they're leaving their dead brothers on well, the streets. Because so they can't afford to bring them home. They don't want them coming home and having all the funerals. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You ha- start having thousands of funerals. The people saying, what the hell's going on here? You know, and I don't care. And as soon as mothers start marching, yeah. The game is over. Over. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> well, talking about end games and games over, we're about to run out of time, uh, as usual. i uh, got to send a big, hefty shout-out to everybody in and out of the studio who helps produce this show, the Bishop, Dr. Mac, Joe Thank Duncan, you. DJ Alex Sanchez, and a very special shout-out to my brother Ty Bless and his family. They are going through some illness in the family right now, and they have my prayers. They should have all of our prayers today, um, especially lovers of the Jamal Show. But most importantly to all of you listeners, without you, we would have nobody to talk to. And that would be a sad sight to see indeed. See you in two weeks, people, I promise you. But listen, listen closely. I need a fair fight out there, my man. Try not to kick each other in the balls, okay? Good day. This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal C. Rock. Jamal. Jamal C. Rock. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal C. Jamal. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. Jamal C. Rush. Jamal. Jamal C. Rush. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. 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 This is the Jamal Show.